Um, I know I, I can at least say you probably could agree with me that Andy Warhol probably had a hand with agriculture with some of the things that he would highlight, mainly the Campbell soup cans, how important they were. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, I was actually going to bring up another artist, uh, Grant Wood. You know, the, the, he created the American Gothic. Um, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and that's, it, it was kind of interesting. You know, th this is the other painting that came to mind whenever you mentioned um, agriculture and art, you know, not to, not to uh, discredit your Andy Warhol comparison. Cause that's, that's definitely a, a good one too, but I feel mm -hmm. like, you know, with, with the American Gothic symbolism, you know, it's, it's the painting of the, the man and the woman staying side by side in front of their house and he's holding a picture work. That oh, yeah, is, the classic. Yeah. That is kind of the, uh, that's the image that I think goes to a lot of people's heads when they hear the word farmer. Welcome to Talk Agony, the podcast dedicated to improving ag literacy around the globe. I'm your host, Brandon Black, and in today's episode, we're talking about agriculture and art, two of the uh, less common things you could, you could possibly compare, but we're going to find a way to do it anyways. Uh, jo today joining with us is our guest, uh, Nathan, the host of the Postmodern Art Podcast. I'm going to let him go, go ahead and give his own introduction, so uh, go ahead and take it away. Thank you so much, Brandon. Uh, my name is Nathan Raglan. I am the host of the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. Uh, I bring on artists uh, every week and I try to give them the spotlight, give them the platform they deserve for the incredible art that they're bringing into the world. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'm glad to hear it. I was very, very surprised to, to hear you reach out to me on, on Reddit, which as any of our listeners knows where I find most of my guests, because you find some very interesting people on Reddit. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, like we were talking about before the episode, I've made it my goal to try to find a way to relate agriculture to everything possible. I mean, so far we've gotten music, video games, movies, books, and now art, you know, that's, that's one that I definitely wasn't expecting, but as soon as you brought it up, I was like, that's a great idea. There's so many connections there. And oh, absolutely. I, I was going to say real quick, part of the reason why I reached out is because, you know, it, like, you know, you say what you talk about in your podcast is you try to bring to light agriculture because no one really gives a lot of respect for agriculture. They just kind of mm -hmm. think, oh, they just make the food and that's really it. Mm -hmm. And so in a way, I sort of appreciate it. I appreciate art the way you appreciate agriculture by saying that's a lot more integral to today's society than a lot of people might think. Mm -hmm. And for both of us, like it, it's it's incredible that there isn't as much love for our respective topics than there is. So I figured what better way to give more respect and love to it than trying to find a way to relate them. Yeah, no, I think that's an excellent idea. And you made a fantastic point. And I hadn't really thought of it that way, but it's, it's a really, really good comparison because, you know, to, you know, to your point, agriculture and art both influence a lot of modern culture and modern society that people tend to not even realize in, in, in what ways, you know, mm -hmm. um, art is kind of what is regarded as culture. You know, a lot of culture is founded by their art, by their music, by their, you know, whatever is, is considered the creative aspects of that culture and society as, you know, as a whole was actually founded by agriculture. So it makes sense that those two would kind of play into each other's hands. And they definitely do. As we look into history, we'll find that there's a lot of connections between art and agriculture as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, if you want to go ahead and jump to the history a little bit, I did a little bit of research and I figured out that not only was agriculture the start of history, but agriculture and art in agriculture is part of the start of the history, <laughs> especially when it comes to like civilization and stuff. I, I did a quick little bit of research and I figured out that as early as the uh, Mesolithic era, uh, with nomadic tribes, like the way that they would set up like their rows for planting and stuff like that, that's considered an art form of itself, like figuring yeah. out the space and finding a good way to design it to where it can efficiently grow the crops needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's it, you know, just, just as you said, agriculture in and of itself as a style is widely considered a science, but there's a lot of art involved in the, in the method of displaying the, the field and the crops as well. I mean, there's, there's certain practical elements to why we row crop and why we design our, our fields in our, in our barns the way that we do, but mm -hmm. there's a lot of it that's just more aesthetic than anything. Um, oh, no, absolutely. Uh, if I may, uh, for the, 
the respective previous week's guests that I was talking about, uh, I was talking to an artist by the name of Ace Smith, a uh, mm-hmm. wonderful musician, among, among other things. And one of the things that he talked about when, because on my podcast, I usually ask for unpopular art opinions, you know, opinions people might not think about. And his opinion was brutalism uh, should be at least appreciated, which I don't know if you're aware of what brutalism is. Uh, mm-hmm. is that, does that ring a bell to you or no? I, I've, I've heard the term, but I'm not entirely familiar. See, you're at least a lot better than I was whenever he first brought it up because I had never heard of brutalism. But it's basically mm. like, you know, how cities and how like the infrastructure of like skyscrapers and such, like it's the way they're designed and such. And like people okay. would look at that and just think, oh, that's just a building. But there's actually an art when it comes to that kind of thing with like making sure that there's enough space and however high you need to go, making sure that, you know, it's like you're getting the best out of what you're given which is mm. essentially what you could consider agriculture as well give it the best with what you're given x amount of space on the land you know mm-hmm. you know yeah barn like what you can set off to the side or like what areas should be reserved for what there's an art to that mm-hmm. of organization more than anything else yeah no absolutely i completely agree with that and that's that's definitely a whole new perspective that i hadn't really considered before so I, so i'm curious uh what would you if you were to define it which i know it's impossible to define but how would you define art Art is the best way I could describe it is the best way for anyone to express themselves or any way to sort of convey a certain emotion or a certain setting that may or may not be able to be conveyed otherwise, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, art is whatever a person is feeling just basically expressed and on showcase for the world to see in one aspect Mm -hmm. or another, whether it be back in the day when it comes to, you know, classical art forms, like showcasing like a realistic vision of a beach or farmland or something like that. Like for that person, that's like, you know, an expression of peace or expression of a great time for them that they want to remember to today's like modern art to where it could be just like a bunch of random, you know, like, splotches of paint on a painting that could be like an expression of like aggression or expression of excitement and such mm-hmm. so it's just any way that a person can express themselves and it's not just limited to paintings and stuff like that i mean animation film video games all sorts of different aspects i even cons- <laughs> it's funny because uh what was it about a couple weeks back i actually brought on a wrestler and they agreed that wrestling is to be considered an art form as well so huh, interesting yeah, no, I definitely agree with that definition. That makes a lot of sense. And that kind of ties back into what we were saying about agriculture being an art because it exists as a, as a form of self-expression. You know, people uh, regard their forms of agriculture better than others because of the way that they designed. Like, you know, farming can, as, as a branch of agriculture, farming can be very prideful in a sense because people tend to mm-hmm. associate it with like, you know, this is my style of life. This is, you know, this is my expression of, of how I grew up. Like it's almost like a, it, it captures, and this is another thing that I would add to your definition of art is it, it captures a piece of history. Um, there you go. And, and the, I, I think agriculture does an excellent job with that too, because agriculture, as much as it's a representation of the future and potential, it's also a representation, a representation of how far we've come as a society. And so there's there's a lot of, of self-expression in agriculture as well, no matter how scientific or business-like that people tend to try to make it. Oh, absolutely. I, if I may, you know, it, like this is going to sound cheesy, but, you know, as much as art is a part of history, you know, agriculture is basically ingrained in history, if I do <laughs> say so myself. It absolutely is. And that's the part that kind of gets left out of, the, out of the textbooks every now and then. You know, in every history class, you learn what the cotton gin is. We never figured out why the cotton gin was such a big deal when it was. Um, oh, yeah like that kind of stuff is and actually that ties into a, a actually an art piece that i wanted to bring up for the episode uh, manifest Ooh. destiny i'm sure you're familiar um, uh vaguely i like i can definitely look it up real quickly you said manifest destiny manifest destiny it, it, it's an american art piece uh from way way back in the early co- like colonial days um it's it's got the uh the angel flying over the the field and there's a bunch of uh oh, yeah. and, and, you know pioneers like that is when you said agriculture and art this is the first thing that came to mind and that's a good thing to come to mind seriously <laughs> yeah and, and this painting was was a representation of like the, the the potential and the future that had to do with the with you know the birth of america it mm-hmm. you know it, it was this this idea that like hey we can go further we can do more and this painting became famous in like every household you know across the united states before it was even the united, the united states and it was it, it was just really cool to me that as a symbol of progress in their country, they use agriculture and innovation in, in, you know, in modern development to, to kind of represent that. And so I thought that was kind of cool. Oh no, it absolutely is cool. I was going to say to go even one step further with it, like for people that did see that, I wonder how many people saw that 
and like it convinces them, hey, maybe we should seriously consider agriculture because in fact that it's looked upon so kindly like this. Mm-hmm. Like that's another thing when it comes to art. Like, you know, it could definitely convey a message. It could definitely convince people, hey, we should definitely try this. I mean, I'm sure you've talked about in the past about like certain, I'm not going to say propaganda, but certain pieces throughout the like history like convincing people like joining the military or you know joining this cause and such and like especially with a piece like that like i would see that and be like wow they are definitely important when it comes to you know developing a nation and such i want to be a part of that like Mm -hmm. i wonder how many people were convinced with that thanks to art Oh yeah, I'm, I'm I'm sure there had to be tons, and and you know not just with this art piece, but there was tons of art pieces at this time that were very agriculturally oriented. And mm-hmm. I think that one of the big ideas behind producing art like this was to influence a lot of colonizers to move out westward and and produce more agricultural land as far as they could find. And I mean, even um, uh, Johnny Appleseed was a good example of that. Uh, he, oh yeah, absolutely. I, I wouldn't say that he was necessarily influenced by art, but he was, um, he was kind of a, a, a bookhead, you know, he, he was our bookworm rather. He was very influenced by literature, which in and of itself is kind of an art form. Um, oh, absolutely. Yes. I, I mean, it, with literature, I mean, storytelling on its own can be an art form, the way that you tell a story, the way you convey emotions and such with the right. story. Yeah. And I mean, we grew up hearing the stories about Johnny Appleseed, but I actually did an episode on it with, uh, with the guy who studied everything about him. And, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of people who became farmers who went into agriculture because of his inspiration. And he was inspired by the stories that he read. So it's like, you know, even though it may have, it may not have been a direct influence, there was a lot of, of, you know, impact that the art had on the people who were settling that land. And so it's really interesting, you know, the, the, the amount of depth that goes into, you know, the influence the art has on society and on, on development of, of careers and all that sort of, you know, interesting stuff. And yet people just merely look at it as, oh, that's just someone putting something on canvas. Like, no, it could be integral to conveying what you want to, to convince people, hey, this needs to be, this needs to be a thing, or, hey, you should definitely consider like appreciating this. Like our, one of the questions I always ask in my podcast is how important is art, not just for you, but for the world as a whole. Mm -hmm. And I mean, art is essentially the thing that helps, like I said before, convey the message that you want to let people know, Hey, like it, it sends the message for a person to get a, at least a visual of in their mind and realize, Hey, this should be absolutely important. Agriculture, especially, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm sure you've established many times on your podcast. It, it's one of those, like without agriculture, our nation, our society, our, our culture, our way of living wouldn't exist. Right. No, exactly. It's, you know, and that, that kind of, you know, you hit the, hit the nail around the head. That's really a a big point of, of, you know, understanding, like the whole purpose of this podcast is to help people understand that it's not just your food. It's everything Mm -hmm. else too. I mean, like society as a whole, the, you know, the, the bed that you sleep in, the table that you use for, for, for your work, the, you know, the, the car that you drive, everything about your life has been influenced by agriculture in one way or another. And, to you know to a, a very similar degree i would assume art has had a lot of influence in a lot of those types of things too whether it be, for, it be from the aesthetic approach or just inspiring somebody like how many you know how many cases throughout history have we had of of you know powerful people who weren't even artists that were inspired by art to go on and do great things i mean absolutely i mean whether good or bad i mean for god's sakes was it hitler was an artist before yes. he became a leader so didn't want to touch that but you know hey it's it's kind of obvious but even then like you know even if you want to look a bit more modern like you know some of the big names in art like uh was it picasso uh mm-hmm. andy warhol like the names there along the lines of that like the stuff that they conveyed helped change a nation's mentality towards many different topics and such um i know i, I can at least say you probably could agree with me that andy warhol probably had a hand with agriculture with some of the things that he would highlight mainly the campbell soup cans how important they were yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, I was actually going to bring up another artist, uh, Grant Wood, you know, the, the, he created the American Gothic. Um, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and that's, it, it's kind of interesting. You know, that this is the other painting that came to mind whenever you mentioned um, agriculture and art, you know, not to, not to uh, discredit your Andy Warhol comparison, because that's, that's definitely a, a good one too. But I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, with, with the American Gothic symbolism, you know, it's, it's the painting of the, the man and the woman staying side by side in front of their house and he's holding a picture for that oh, yeah, is the classic yeah that is kind of the uh that's the image that i think goes to a lot of people's heads when they hear the word farmer 
and that's not quite what a farmer is anymore and that's what you know that's kind of a big a big theme of my podcast is to kind of show people like hey farmers aren't this guy this old man standing in front of a house with his pitchfork anymore it's, it's gotten a lot more advanced than that it's, it's gone a lot further than than this old you know 1930s painting shows it, it might be and so it's like that's that kind of goes back to the point i was talking about like art can capture history but that doesn't mean that that's how it's always going to be no, absolutely. I mean, you know, I'm sure you've seen this with agriculture as well. Times are always going to be changing and people are going to need to adapt. And with new things they're adapting, you know, the way of life isn't always going to be the same. So that classic, you know, painting that you're talking about with, you know, the man and the wife with his pitchfork, like that may have been a snapshot in that period of time, but that's not exactly a snapshot of today's society. Right. No, exactly. I mean, I think you, I think you, you got it perfectly. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of curious, you know, diving into the um, you know, the, the culture side of agriculture. Um, if we go back, you know, to the very, very first society, we see that they were farmers, you know, the, the first ever inch of civilization was developed on on the first ever plotted farmland. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it was very long after that, it actually might have even been before that, that, that the first art was ever formed. Is that, am I accurate? In that- I would say you're accurate. I'm not exactly the biggest expert on that, but I mean, you got to realize like, especially back with the nomadic tribes that we had talked about before, like, you know, some people as simple as a drawing on a painting, telling the people about, you know, a wild boar that they killed or something like that. Like that's considered art, especially nowadays. In fact, that that was a way to convey a message to maybe future nomadic tribes to be like, Hey, this is the kind of stuff we saw here and such. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in a way it was, it's very hand in hand because art in a way, assisted with agriculture for for those prehistoric for the for the primitive tribes of before yeah no definitely i think that you know and and that's a that's a big point too is the art can be served can be can be used to serve communication purposes um Mm -hmm. you know that's a big thing that's often overlooked too is you know there's there's a lot more utility in art than just looking at it and thinking it looks cool i mean uh, it can serve as communication it can serve as cultural inspiration and development um it can kind of serve as a like a telling piece of where society is when it was created. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, like, like we mentioned the capturing history thing. I was actually doing some research because we, we talked about looking into the animation side of things too. Um, mm-hmm. The earliest recorded animations, uh, they, they're not like the animations that we understand now, obviously, but they're right. back in ancient Greece. Oh, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Kind of like the, you know, the standard, like basically like what we would consider like a storyboard these days. Right yeah no they had like and i'm not sure if, if they're regarding it like the uh, like the carvings they used to put on like pots or something like that or if it's like if it's like the um the drawings that they found on on paper or on walls or what what they considered the the earliest animation but yeah it dated back to ancient greece um back to like you know like the the old philosopher days um mm-hmm. and because i was looking up like you know because i was always under the impression that the animation kind of started around the walt disney era but that's like modern animation started around that area like the earliest form of, of animation was way, way, way before that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, there was always a, you know, like primitive animation, like you said before, it's more or less just a way of storytelling and such. Like, you know, that the ancient Greeks used that. I can imagine people, if they really think about it enough, like the hieroglyphics of ancient Egypt could also mm-hmm. be considered animation if, you know, you look at it fast enough. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, it, it kind of seemed to me the animation was almost used to describe as like multiple pieces of art that tell a story is kind of mm-hmm. how they described it, which makes a lot more sense because that's what animation is now. It's just that now you stack them on top of each other to make them move but um yeah no i thought that was really really interesting because i was trying to find i mean i was doing a ton of research on walt disney and like you know the early days of of disney animation and all that kind of stuff trying to see if i could find something on well maybe you know one of his animators was was a farmer or something like that because like we know the disneyland was built on uh, it was was built on uh, orange orchards you know it used to be farmland until it was turned into disneyland Oh, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, maybe, you know, like some of like the locals that were farmers went on to become anima- animators for him. Couldn't find any, any, anything in that. But I did find a lot of interesting stuff about yeah the origins of animation, how far it's come or some of the earlier animations were actually about some farming families and that sort of stuff. Um, oh, yeah. it, was, it was really interesting. Well, I imagine they probably also used a lot of the early animations to help like we said before, like convey how important like, you know, food is for, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of, uh, that kind of stuff. I mean, if you really think about it, like the first quote unquote Disney animation or the first like Mickey Mouse animation was technically an example of, of agriculture because they were transporting 
uh, potatoes. They were transforming food from one place to another. Yeah, yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. So yeah, and it's and and that's you know that's that's an excellent point of what I was you know what I was getting at was that there's a lot of early examples of agriculture in and things that we typically wouldn't associate with them with. But that's again the whole theme of of this whole show is like hey movies video games books they all have ag tied in them everywhere you just don't realize it how how deeply they're there and oh no absolutely i was gonna say like i said before i actually listened to your podcast a good couple times one of the episodes that definitely grabbed my attention now i know i'm not the first person to say this was your star wars episode about the the water farms or whatnot like the way that you broke it down and talked about it is a way i had never thought about star wars before but it makes absolutely so <laughs> much sense Right. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's crazy the amount of things that, that tie together and like how, you know, how all of them have different, you know, implications in, into the same, you know, the same general narrative. And the thing about it is, and I'm sure you know this from the storytelling perspective, is that the same stories are being told over and over and over again, just with different skins. And so right. that's naturally going to have certain elements that are going to be consistent. I mean, like food is always going to be a consistent element of storytelling because, you know, we need food to survive. So there's, that's always going to be there. It's um, essential. Right. And you, you don't get food without agriculture. So some aspect of agriculture is always going to be relevant in some level of storytelling at some at some point along the way. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it's Star Wars or Harry Potter or, you know, any anything that you look into, there's agriculture in there if you can if you can look hard enough. And it's, it's not one of the things that's like, you know, you have to theorize about it being there. It's there. It's just, it may not be the most relevant part of the story, but it's there in the background. And that's kind of more telling than anything is that agriculture is always there in the background. And you know, that's, that's kind of the powerful part of storytelling and also the powerful part of art. You know, it doesn't always make its biggest appearance, but it's still relevant, even if you don't see it right away. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, like you sort of established, you know, art is, or not art, agriculture is definitely more or less a bedrock for any sort of stories that you want to talk about, because I mean, like, you know, stories and especially, you know, movies and such, like, they're based at least somewhat in reality there's some form of reality in it and the reality is modern day people cannot live without agriculture like without food without water without the bare essentials you know like it it makes what's the word i'm trying to look for uh i had it and i lost it this happens to me so much (laughs) words are wonderful aren't they yes uh uh come on come on Bring it back. No, it's like it's the bedrock. It's central. Like it's not gonna always be up there, up front in your face or whatnot. Like there might be some occasions, and there might be some forms of like animation and such that's gonna be right there in your face because that's might be part of the story that they're trying to tell. But at the same time, with any sort of story that's gonna be told, like there that has to be a part of it, one aspect or another, because that's reality. That's life. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, and uh, I think that you know there's always going to be you know as we mentioned, like agriculture being the founder of society and art being the founder of culture, those two things are going to be, have to be relevant in every form of, of continuance of culture and society that we ever talk about. Um, one of the things I kind of want to touch on too, was that we very recently as, as agriculturalists have discovered the, the value of soil again. Mm-hmm. Um, we started to realize how, how essential soil is in everything that we do. You know, the, the the tie it has to our to our survival to the the tie it has to like uh, climate protection and all that kind of stuff um you know environmental protection all that it ties back into the soil interestingly enough we found art from like the earliest civilizations like what we consider art you know like their earliest forms of of capturing some of that stuff and a ton of their you know what what probably would be considered animations by historical standards uh is about soil you know it, it kind of you know it's like like you talked about the hieroglyphics it kind of illustrates that how much they value the soil and like their their appreciation for the earth and the food and all that kind of stuff and how it all ties together their earliest mm-hmm. forms of art were about agriculture and they kind of it was funny they, they used the two things that we're talking about agriculture and art to talk about the things that they valued most in their society yeah yeah, I mean, you know, going back to what I originally said at the beginning, just kind of one of those like the the nomadic tribes and such, like they had to kind of like use art to really establish to people like, you know, hey, this area is good. This area is bad. This soil is great. Like y- you can't really tell that to a person unless you're going to sit there. But most tribes aren't going to sit in one place just yet. So they're going to at least let people know, like through like a cave painting or through like some form, like some sort of drawing and such. Hey, this area is good. This area is bad. Right. Yeah, no, that's absolutely. It's, it, it's just, it's, it's crazy to me, the intricacies of our own culture that we just don't, 
we have no regard for, you know, we, we've, we've lost a lot of that stuff in our, in our modern communications, but as both of our podcasts are trying to do, you know, we're trying to bring some of that stuff back. We're trying to get the conversation back on track to where it should be. There we go. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so now I wanted to kind of shift gears a little bit and talk about some of the more modern examples of art and agriculture, um, even taking the, the animation side of things. So um, I, I wanted to list a couple examples of animated movies that I've actually been wanting to do episodes on recently um, that are about agriculture. Let's go. So, let's do it. So my first example is Wally. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm sure. That, have you not had an episode on this? I thought you did have an episode on, on Wally alone. We've talked about it very briefly in other episodes, but I've never had a solo episode on it. And it take it would take me a solid hour to, to explain every connection <laughs> to agriculture that Wally has. But oh uh, goodness. No, you, you definitely need to have that dedicated episode with someone, anyone. Go ahead and make the call out there. For anyone that's interested <laughs> in coming on this podcast, sit down with him, talk about Wally, because it is absolutely worth it. And to go with your point, it's absolutely yeah, it, it's important because you know you talked about like how people nowadays are realizing the importance of like soil and the importance of agriculture, especially in today's society. Well, mm-hmm. Wally's the, basically the, the dramatic, but the exact example of, Hey, if we don't take care of the earth and all the agriculture is gone, this is what might happen. Like the fact right. that the, the trip that Wally had to make, you know, to see people losing their culture, as I've heard said on previous podcasts, you've had losing that culture because, Hey, you know, now the agriculture is there. Like it, it blows my mind just like it's it's the perfect shining example of the best blend of art with agriculture oh yeah no absolutely and it's really it's it's not even there's another like like fourth wall breaking element to it too it's not just that the animation itself is a perfect representation but if you look at the story of it you know the the story is is supposed to tell us that oh yeah i know um uh, the the pollution and capitalism and like the destruction of the environment is what is what killed the planet and everyone had to leave. But mm-hmm. you start to realize if you look at the, the pieces a little bit more closely that not having any farmland left, killing off all the crops and all the trees and everything like that is what killed the planet because now they don't have oxygen to breathe. It wasn't just right. pollution. It was you guys aren't farming anymore. And you, you mentioned it as well. Once they all go up on the ship, they have no culture left. Like they, they it's they have technology. They have food. They have, you know, all the things that we value as a society. They're relaxed. They have a beach. They have all those those great things. I didn't see a single art room in that entire place. I didn't I, see any music. I didn't see any expression. They have an education system that barely works. Um, <laughs> like, I, I just like today's society. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. No. Exactly. I didn't see any representations of modern of modern culture. Like there's there was no creative freedom. It was just they're sitting there staring at their computer screens, which looked way too familiar. Um, yeah, no joke. I was gonna say like the the closest they had to any sort of like culture is whenever they decided, you know what, go with blue today, go with right. red today. That's about the closest they had to anything resembling that. Right, but the thing is, they were told to do that too. They didn't even do it on their own accord. Right, right. So it's like you know, it, it seems to me that as you get away from the protection and, and, and prioritization of agriculture and art and other forms of, of creative culture, you start to get away from what society is all about. And then you get into just Wally. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, you, you nailed it on the head with just kind of how important like agriculture is being highlighted in that, whether intentional or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that that's why I need to do a whole episode on Wally because there's just there's so much there. I mean, yes, absolutely. I'm so, again, I, like you've done one on like Star Wars, which that one, I don't think I, I know you've already talked a lot about, it, but I don't think you even truly like scratch the surface on everything that could possibly be there. Oh, there's I'm surprised so much Wally, there too. <laughs> I, I'm surprised Wally hasn't had a full on dedicated episode. Like just just go to go back to like the Reddit forums to be like, who wants to talk about Wally with agriculture? <laughs> just just do that out there just on its own and get someone because seriously, that one needs to be done. I agree. You know, it's funny because it's kind of a kind of a tangent. It's been on my list forever. Um I have some friends who do a movie-based podcast. They're actually, they, they're the ones that helped me do the Martian episode. No, and there you go. I wanted them to do a Wally episode for so long. And I fought them on it because they don't like the movie. They don't like Wally. What? Yeah. How can I, you not like Wally? Right? That's what I told them. And like, they're good friends of mine. Like, we still talk all the time and we just kind of brainstorm episodes and stuff. But I'm like, guys, come on, do the Wally episode with me. And they're like, I don't want to talk about Wally. It's like, why not? This would be so much fun. <laughs> and they just, they won't budge. So I need to find somebody else. 
you know what? I'll tell you what. I'm gonna give you a hand with that one. I'm. A, I have a couple of art like Discord groups that I'm in or whatnot. I'm gonna send a feeler through some of them and be like, "Do you want to sit down with this incredible host and talk about Wally?" Because awesome. I'm pretty sure there's got a good majority of art people that are gonna be like, "Yes, let's talk about Wally." <laughs> no, I think that I think that'd be awesome because I mean, like, it's one of those things I could go into on my own, but it's a lot more fun to have somebody to banter with. Oh, absolutely. Trust me, I could have done a, a solo video on my own talking about the connection of art and agriculture. But honestly, like some, especially some of the insight that you bring to it, like it really helped me like open my eyes more than I already anticipated. Right. And uh, you know, that's, that's the whole point of it, too, is if you get two people from two different communities, they mm -hmm. start to realize things about each other. It's like, oh, like I would have never considered the connection of art and, and animation, all that kind of stuff with ancient civilizations. And I'm sure that, you know, I, I brought some things to the table that you're like, huh, I never considered like the manifest destiny thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. But, and then my other, you know, again, I can go forever on Wally, -E, but I, I want to make sure that we get done with this at a decent time. Um, <laughs> the other uh, animated movie I wanted to bring to the table was the good dinosaur. Oh yeah. No, that one. I, I've only, I, I'm, I will be honest, you're probably gonna be talking about this more than I have because I have not seen that movie like all the way through. It never really piqued my interest like other movies had, but I mean, no, I mean, absolutely with like how important, like it was, you know, highlighting like dinosaurs and like the way that, you know, like a different kind of society, but like the lack of art or the, the presence of art that was there, like it was definitely intriguing to showcase. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. And, and, you know, to your point, I only saw the movie once, so I might miss some things <laughs> in it, but I've talked about it briefly in a couple other episodes. And I think that there's a lot more there too. Uh, kind of like a Wally -E situation, just not quite as deep because Wally -E is a very, very deep movie. Oh, it absolutely is. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but I, think that the good dinosaur is a good representation of what, what we're talking about right now because well, first of all let me get this off the table the good dinosaur is a good movie i'm not going to say it's not i just think it's a lion king ripoff and that's why i don't like it as much but fair enough <laughs> um but i think that the reason the good dinosaur works for our conversation is because the entire movie is centered around an agricultural lifestyle. Like the, the dinosaurs that open it up are farmers you know they have their fields um they have like this whole system of you know, the kids work on the farm while the parents work on like the stuff that, you know, like the, the, the getting the resources ready for harvest and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Like the, the youngest Arlo, the one that runs off, he uh, encounters like these cowboys that are T-Rexes and he encounters these Velociraptors that are kind of like bandits. And like, there's all kinds of like very Western style feel to the whole movie, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of art incorporated into the movie too. Um and again, it goes back to the idea of like, they have a society. It may not be our version of a society, but it's still a society and it's founded in agriculture and art. And yeah, like, so like their version of art is, you know, all of the kids put their paw print up on, on the, on the wall to show that they're big enough to start working on the farm. And their paw print is supposed to be like a symbol of like their maturity. Um, and then later in, in the movie, when, when the kid starts taking care of the little caveman baby that starts running around, um he finds like drawings of of like the caveman language and it shows them like hunting down dinosaurs and stuff like that and that's when he realizes that they're kind of dangerous and then um he eventually meets them and they don't hurt him and they they show him that they don't mean to you know they don't mean him any harm and he realizes that he interpreted their art you know incorrectly and all that kind of stuff and so there's a lot yeah, of connections Sorry, I was going to say it goes back to my original point. Whenever you asked me what I would describe art, or I forget what exactly the point was, but it's kind of one of those, you know, people look at art differently and they interpret it a different way. That mm -hmm. that right there was the biggest example in that movie. So. Right. No, exactly. I mean, and that was a big, you know, that was a big reason why I thought that it was a good, you know, it was a good talking point was just like that movie shows exactly why art and agriculture are important for society because they can cause misinterpretations and arguments, but they can also cause growth and development. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it, yeah. as you were talking about, like with that society, it's it's a good representation of an alternate reality, but a reality, nevertheless, <laughs> of how integral that art and agriculture was in that film. Right. And I, I wanted to cover those two movies in particular, because I think that they are alternate sides of the same conversation. You know, one is zero agriculture, zero art, which equals zero culture. And then mm -hmm. one is agriculture and art almost completely surrounds culture. And that's what is, you know, th that kind of shows in the movie how, how beneficial that can be. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you've, you know, I, you've nailed it on the head with how, in, how important and vital these two are together, but mm -hmm. let alone by themselves, by themselves. Right. So I might need to do a whole episode on, on both of those because they, they tell very similar, very similar messages, but. Oh, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so that was kind of my, uh, my two pieces for the, the, the modern, you know, interpretations of agriculture and art and, and like modern animation and stuff. I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to add to that. Um, when it comes to that, no, not really. Uh, I mean, I, I could talk all about art just all day, but I have a podcast for that. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't know if you had any other, any other questions you wanted to ask, or if you had any other points that you really wanted to cover. Uh, those are all the things I had on my list, but Oh, no, absolutely. Well, one thing I do want to at least highlight, especially nowadays with, you know, today's with these days being the weirdest of times as possible is how important art and agriculture are in today's society mm-hmm. as well. Not just like modern because like, you know, no offense to, to Wally and such, but like those have definitely had their time in the spotlight and such. Right. But like, it's not like agriculture is going to stop. It's not like art is going to stop. Like, right. you know, in today's society, especially with everyone being at home and such, you know, there's a lot of influence uh from both aspects trying to i guess modernize it and make people realize how uh vital it was i I know with you know with quarantine whenever that actually happened like one of the major talking points was a you know essential workers and Mm -hmm. such and i mean i think any of us could agree that agriculture is essential you know uh (laughs) i hope so yes uh i was gonna say as a matter of fact what was it uh, one of the things I want to talk about, and I'm surprised you didn't ask at the beginning of the podcast, um, I actually currently work at a warehouse uh, for like farming supplies and such. Okay. Like, uh, if you ever heard of Kubota? Oh yeah, I know Kubota. Yeah, I was gonna say I work at the uh, North America, the uh, North American Distribution Center for Kubota. Oh wow! So like we, so we ship out like all sorts of different tractors and all sorts of different parts and such. That's integral. I didn't stop working anytime during this quarantine. For that mm-hmm. kind of stuff i think the most we ever did was whenever cases popped up and that's understandable but mm-hmm. for the most part like with how big of a place that we were and what we were shipping out considering the fact that it was considered essential for what we were doing i never slowed down anytime during the quarantine mm-hmm. um so i mean that alone tells you just how vital it was like especially when it comes to the store workers and you know fast food workers and all these guys that many people didn't give two thoughts of before but like it sh- gave us the highlight of hey these guys are essential like right. agriculture is essential in today's society just like art like it made us truly realize that you know there's some form of art that's really unnecessary mainly a lot of the live action stuff but i'm telling you right now like Art is definitely art helped me a lot get through some of these like weird times because some of the animation that people were putting out there, some of the art that people were creating whenever they had nothing to do but sit inside, like it was essential in helping some people get through the day to day lives. Like, you know, anytime you hear anything coming out on Netflix and such, that's art, that's essential. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and especially now that people have had time, they've been sitting inside, they've been brewing stuff or whatnot. I'm telling you right now, within the next like, five years or so we're going to be seeing quite possibly the golden age of like animation like more than ever because people have had these stories with this time off with these essential you know this essential time being presented like people are like i'm excited for the what the future holds for both of our fields more than anything else no i i I 100 agree with you and i think that it's really interesting because this is another point that i I can definitely see my side of it, but I didn't realize how big your side of it was too until you just said that. Mm-hmm. Um, because a big thing that started to blow up, and there's a lot of them, but a, a big thing that started to blow up after everything shut down was a lot more people became active on TikTok and a lot oh, yeah. more people became podcasters. And mm-hmm. we've seen more than anything. I'm, I'm, when did you start your podcast? I started my podcast uh, September of this past year. Okay. So yeah, dur- it's still during kind of the, the big boom of podcasters. Oh, yeah. Um, I started mine, uh, actually, I'm, uh, this Monday will be my third year doing my podcast. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, by the time this episode comes out, it's been two weeks ago now, but, uh, yeah, so this, so, uh, this, um, this was kind of a, a big thing for me, you know, being a podcaster to see this massive boom in the podcasting community of all these people all of a sudden wanting to get, like, it basically created the indie podcaster community, which was awesome because the indie mm-hmm. podcaster community is one of the best things that ever happened to podcasting. Oh, no, um, absolutely. I was going to say, like, if I may say so, I mean, it's not like podcasts never had the time of day. We've all heard the big ones, Joe Rogan podcasts right. and all the big ones. But mm-hmm. like, especially now that I've said, before, like I said before, people got to spend a lot more time inside and had ideas brewing. Some people, there's a couple of podcasts I've listened to to where they're like, well, before I never had the time and chance to, but now I actually got to sit down and do the thing that I want to do. It's not that people didn't want to do it before. It's just with 
you know, the society of old, like, you know, we never had the opportunity to, but now people actually have the opportunity to, and have the ability to like, like you said before, there's this boom of indie podcasts that Mm -hmm. I am excited for as much as you are. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, I I'm so stoked. I've made so many good friends through the podcasting community now too, because everyone's trying to get into it right now. Mm -hmm. And you know, people are looking for help. They're looking for mentorship. They're looking for friends. Like it's really, really cool to see all this happening. But a big point I wanted to make was that when everything first shut down, I was interviewing people uh, for my own podcast and I was on TikTok a lot. The two most common hobbies I saw taken up because of everything shutting down were gardening and art. Yeah. Which (laughs) should tell you a lot about people. Like people have this natural draw towards the creative and then the, you know, and and the, the foundational thing of agriculture. Um, you know, people were asking me questions on, you know, uh, like left and right about food, about nutrition, about gardening, about how to grow their own food, where their food comes from, uh, why food has gone up in price or gone down in price or why it's not available. Like all of a sudden people realize like, oh, I've got nothing else to focus on and we're out of food. Why are we out of food? And so now they have this all like this new, this newfound interest for agriculture and this newfound curiosity for, you know, gardening and how to, and how to start their own farms and how to get into, you know, how to get involved in their communities and all that kind of stuff. And I saw a lot of people, especially in the TikTok realm, blow up on the creative side of things. You know, new animators, like you said, are coming out, new um, artists. And, you know, there's, there's new forms of expression that are starting to kind of found themselves. Um, you know, it just, it's interesting to see that when the world shuts down and nobody's allowed to work anymore, for some reason, creativity goes at an all-time high. And I think it's oh, what no, you said, you know, nobody else had anything else to do. So they're doing what they thought was the most fun. And to them, fun is what founds culture. It's art and agriculture. Exactly. I was going to say to go a little bit further to, to build on what you were talking about. I can think of at least a good couple of guests that have told me like, you know, like it's not that they didn't want to do some of the art stuff that they've done before, but like now that they were at home and such, they got to finally have the opportunity. The biggest example I can think of is a guy by the name of Antonio Freire. He is a, yeah. uh, I forget what exactly his job title was, but he's from Mexico. Um, when he was shut down, he finally decided, you know what, I'm going to make the video game I've always wanted to make. Mm-hmm. And he's currently, it, it hasn't been released yet. There's a demo app, but he's making a game called the chameleon to where it's basically think metal gear solid, but without weapons, but with superpowers, like you can huh. transform into and like you can transform to like the bad guys, or you can do like, I think it's like a shockwave or something like that. You can like dash or some along the lines of that. Like it's something that you develop as you explore the map and such. Like that was something that if it wasn't for the lockdown times, he would have never had the opportunity. To, he probably wouldn't never had the opportunity to do that until much later in life but like with a little bit of research and a little bit of time and effort like he got to do what he's loved what he has always loved to do and always wanted to do like let that creativity flow and create something that people i i hope many times over are going to be able to enjoy because like i said it should be releasing i want to say summer 2021 it could always be pushed because it's just it's also it's just one guy making it too that's right. the incredible thing so yeah, no, I, I think that's it's, it's so awesome that people are getting to finally pursue their dreams and do things that they've always wanted to do. And it's just like, it's, it's really, I've seen such a massive boom, and this is more on my side of things, but I've seen a massive boom in, in the interest in agriculture and people asking really, like really good and genuine questions. And mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of sparked this new conversation of, like we mentioned earlier, agriculture is more than just a guy in an overalls and a pitchfork milking his one cow at the cornfield. It's, right, you know, right. it's very technologically expansive. There's a lot of new jobs in agriculture that were never there before. Uh, it's one of the most technologically advanced industries in the world. It's, you know, we use drones and robots and technology that nobody's ever heard of before. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. One of the things that's, that's actually a, a fairly common job in agriculture that a lot of people tend to not even realize, and I've been getting asked about a lot lately, is computer design, like, or like computer science and uh, graphic design. And so, oh, yeah art in agriculture on the, on the literal sense is actually a job that is, that is in high demand right now, like graphic designers and, you know, animators and, you know, educational, um, you know, art producers and all that kind of stuff for agriculture is something that is somewhat of a new market that a lot of people are really looking into. Um, or that a lot of people are, are starting to finally ask questions about that they really should be looking into because it's just like, you know, I have so many friends that are artists, that are computer scientists, that are graphic designers, that are, you know, they have all this interest in, in this cool stuff and they're having trouble finding a job. I was like, look, there's tons of new ag companies that are looking for people like you. You know, they want creative oh, yeah. minds. They want new innovation. They want, you know, young people that want to, that want to have fun and create, you know, 
very very colorful and and you know effective animations that spread either sell a product or they spread a message or they you know they help educate or just they bring awareness to things you know and it's it's been really cool to 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 see the like kind of the light bulb go off in a lot of people's minds whenever they hear that kind of stuff because it's like Mm -hmm. they never realize just how connected those things can be without like you know if you if you tell someone to work in agriculture they automatically think they're either going to be working in the fields or they're gonna be running a farm it's like guys, there's a lot more to it than that. You know, it's, it's, Oh, there's a lot more. <laughs> it's not just, you know, the hard dirty work. There's a lot of office stuff that needs to be done. There's a lot of technical stuff that needs to be done. Like, you know, there's people, you could, you could fly a drone for a farmer and get paid for it. Like there's all kinds of stuff out there. And so like, you know, the, the last point I wanted to cover on my side of things was that art and agriculture kind of intersect at a very, very literal point of there's jobs for people in agriculture as artists. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, you, one of the things like the thing that we've been talking about basically the entire time and the thing that your podcast is essentially based around is kind of you know people don't truly understand or don't truly realize just how important art and agriculture is and i think that for both of our fields and such like it's hard to it's hard not to have one without the other because it's one of those without art there isn't a way to sort of showcase to the people like you know hey this is what actually it is this is the Mm -hmm. thing that you know this is vital for what you guys need to do and on the opposite side like without agriculture like there might be some aspects of art that may have never existed. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah. No, I think that, I think that there's, you know, with any conversation that involves these two things or anything that involves, you know, cultural foundation, there's, there's always more to talk about, but uh, I think that kind of addressed all the points that I had on, on the subject. I don't know if there's anything else you want to add to it or any other questions or anything that you want to bring up. There's one quote, I am paraphrasing, but there's one quote that I wanted to, to say that while I was doing my little research, I saw and I thought it'd be a perfect way to kind of cap off what you and I are talking about. Um, right, like I said, I'm, paraphr- I'm paraphrasing from uh, the guy's name is John Shipman, but mm-hmm. it is that art and agriculture are actually the perfect match. They are both creative enterprises that result in nourishment, one for the body and one for the soul. But if both are done at the up- to the utmost, they can offer nourishment for both. Mm, I like that. I, I, again, I, th- I saw that and I'm like, that's the perfect way to kind of describe just how important art and agriculture is for society, for our culture. Yes. No, I think that's, that's a perfect, that actually might be my teaser for this episode. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm perfectly fine with that being teaser or have me yelling out, Hey, get someone on here. Talk about Wally. <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> that, I, I wrote that one down too. So that one might be coming back later. There you uh, go. <laughs> no, I think that, I think that was a, that was a beautiful way to end off the episode. And it's a very, it's a very artistic quote, but it's also a very, um, very representative of, of agriculture as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Awesome. Well, I think that that's a, that's a good wrapping up point for, for this conversation. You know, thanks again so much for, for joining me and for bringing all those great points. Um, I hope that this kind of went the direction you were, you were looking for. Oh my God, this went even better than I was anticipating. Like this, <laughs> this, this was a great conversation. Like I, I'm not going to say I didn't expect nothing. Again, I've listened to some of the episodes of your podcast. You do a great job on your end, but like actually getting to sit down and, and talk with you and like some of the points that you brought up that I'd never thought of before. And just the conversation as a whole, like it was a great conversation that I'd love to have a million times over. <laughs> awesome. Well, like I said, I mean, this goes for any guests that I have on, on the podcast, especially those who have really, really solid and, and deep conversations. And there's always more to talk about. You're more than welcome to come back on for a future episode if we if we come up with more stuff to, to bring up and address on this topic, which, like I said, there's plenty of. I mean, but, push come to shove. If I can't find anyone to get on for the Wally episode, I, I'm claiming that spot. I'm going to try to see <laughs> if I can get other people to promote themselves first, because, you know, as, as something with the art community, I like to try to promote others before I promote myself. But mm-hmm. if no one else takes up the offer, I'm more than happy to take it. <laughs> hey, I, like I said, I, I haven't wanted to do the episode. Does doesn't really matter to me who does it, you know, but it seems like you have a, a good, you know, a good, a good foundation for, for that episode. And I think that if you're wanting it, you can have it. Uh, I'll definitely consider it. Like I said, I'm definitely going to throw the, the waiver out to someone else to give them the <laughs> chance to promote themselves before I decide to do it myself. So, Oh yeah. I'll keep asking around, but don't, don't, uh, don't think that I'm keeping you out of the draw just yet. Oh no, absolutely. If nothing else, you know, depending on who I ask, I can just be a part of the episode. I can just dip in and be like, Hey, how about another person for this one? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I'm perfectly fine with three with uh, three person interviews. That's, that's, you know, the more the merrier. Only three. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Awesome. Well, like I said, thank you so much for joining me. It was definitely a blast. And I hope that, you know, hope that uh, it seems like you enjoyed it. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping. 
Oh, no, absolutely. Thank you so much for just the opportunity. Um, I'll, I'll be honest, whenever I did throw my name out here to be a part of this podcast, I was kind of a little curious because like I, I not that I definitely discredit agriculture, but it's not really the top, you know, the thing that's on the top of my mind all the time, mm-hmm. despite the fact that I work at a place that emphasizes on agriculture. <laughs> but, you know, it, it was definitely incredible for me. And it was definitely a learning experience for me more than anything else, just to sit down and talk with this kind of stuff. So thank you for letting me on and just letting me talk more than anything else. I love conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I do too, man. I mean, it's the whole reason I started a podcast. There but, you go. Um, yeah, no, I definitely appreciated you, you taking the time and kind of opening my eyes to more of the art side of things I tend to not think about as often. Cause like you, you know, my mind tends to veer towards, uh, you know, very particular topics, typically agriculture and science and that sort of thing. And so the art side of things tends to escape me at times, but it's definitely something I appreciate. Just I need to almost make myself think about it at times because it's kind of off on, on the back, uh, on the background, you know, for the, for the most part. I, I wouldn't um, even say think about it all the times because not everyone can think about art 24 seven, but at least, you know, I hope with our conversation, you at least appreciate it a little bit more. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've definitely uh, more than anything that that just kind of made me realize how, how, you know, like you said, how deeply connected our topics are, which makes me appreciate it even more because, um, you know, it, it's something that is, is almost if, if not more than, than as vitally important as my topic. And then there we go. I think we did a good job with what we were trying to do today. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree. So that being said, you know, thanks again. Uh, before we close out, would you like to replug your podcast? Let everyone know where they can find you. I'll be more than happy to plug in a million times over. Um, <laughs> uh, once again, I'm Nathan Raglan. I am the host of the Postmodern Art Podcast. Uh, you can find us on uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and most podcast streaming platforms. Uh, new guests every week, Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. P- uh, Pacific Standard Time. Hmm. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Postmod Art Pod for future updates and guest announcements. Uh, and also if you love what I do and want to help support me, I do have a merch shop to where I'm actually bringing on artists and making sure to showcase their art that's based around my podcast while also making sure that they get credit and a part of the cut as well. So go to teespring.com slash stores slash PMAP to get some of the amazing merch today. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'll definitely pull your links down in the description so everyone can go find you. Um, knowing that you work on merch, I actually might uh, might have you help me with some stuff. Um, Duly noted. If you have some <laughs> ideas, for some my way, if nothing else, I can. If nothing else, I know a couple of graphic designers out there, and I know a couple of people that might be able to give a cool little like new new coat of uh, paint to this incredible podcast you have. <laughs> awesome. Well, I, I definitely appreciate that. But um, thanks again, Nathan, for joining me. It was sure a pleasure. Uh, thanks to all the listeners and and anyone who's who's still tuning in. I definitely appreciate you guys for all the support and for for listening for this long. And I hope to catch you all next week. And don't forget, if you ate today, thank a farmer. Mm-hmm.